in today's show, we look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's PrizePix.com. The promo code is locked on. All right. When talk waiver wire, <clears throat> for the vast majority of you, even you crazy people going until the final week of the season, this surely is your fantasy playoffs, yeah? Surely we're here by now. I know that most ESPN default leagues do run until April the 9th, which again is absolutely insane. Um, But most of those are two rounds, two weeks. So we all start this week. Yeah? Hopefully. I don't know if you're in a Roto League, you don't have playoffs. Is there there anyone whose playoffs don't start this week? That is the question, because you guys have lost your mind. So we're going to talk... There is literally four weeks left of the NBA season. So we're going to talk about things in a short-term view. It's not about stashing. It's not about any of this stuff. Even like viewing like, yeah, I'll do this because he's got four games in two weeks' time. That might not matter. So we're going to talk about waiver wire with a shorter-term focus than what I usually do on these shows. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Let's look, though, at the most added players over the last 24 hours because often when we, me, you, whoever... Plays fantasy, we go to the players available and we sort by, or we see top transaction trends, or we sort by percentage change. It's just a natural thing to do. Hey, what's who's everyone been adding? Does that make sense? Should I be adding that player? That's a common thing to do. I do it. I'm sure you guys do it as well. So let's break down who has been added and what sense does it make? Does it make sense? Is there value in these guys? And the first one here is Big Dick Nick Richards, which is a great ad for today. It's actually a pretty good, it was a great ad as soon as Mark Williams hurt his thumb, because you got Saturday's good game out of him. Um, you're, mo- you're most likely going to get Sunday's game. That hasn't been officially confirmed, but Mark Williams is doubtful. And then he's going to play, whether it's as a starter or as a backup, he's going to play Tuesday. So three games in four nights, two as a starter, really great, op- really good stuff from Richards. But you've probably missed the boat on where his value lies now, because they played Tuesday and then they play Friday and that's it. Two games next week. So if you haven't added Richards now, I think you might be wasting your time. His value turns into the same as almost everyone else, if not less than everyone else. But again, if you've already added him, it's great. You hold on through Tuesday. Royce O'Neal, one of the more added players because they're starting to give him more minutes. They're taking minutes away from Cam Thomas and O'Neal played 33 and 33 the last two games coming off the bench. They don't have... A great schedule, but it's not bad. Three games next week, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, relatively well spread out. Part of the reason he was added is because they play on Sunday. So if you did add him, it's four games in the next eight nights. It's not too bad. 
He's not a bad ad. He's iffy, but he's not a bad ad. Now, I feel sorry for the people who added Trey Jones. I wouldn't personally have rushed to add Trey Jones because I just know that there's going to be ups and downs. And there was a big down because he got ruled out for Sunday's action. They do have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. Let's just put it out there now. There's no way Trey Jones is playing both of those games. There's no chance. And then they play Friday, Sunday. So he's probably got three games this week. I wouldn't like... Oh, look, taking a flyer on him for Sunday is fine. I don't think he's worth the hold. Quentin Grimes. People saw the big game last time out from Grimey. This briefcase and this haircut. He played 34 minutes and the game's without Jalen Brunson. 29, 29, 34 minutes. And Brunson is out again on Sunday. But they have a shocking schedule. Now, Brunson might be back for Tuesday, but I don't know that. But they've only got two games next week. So while adding Grimes, it's a complete dart throw because usually he's not the greatest producer anyway. It's just a one-game add. Horton Tucker. Don't know why he's the most added player because you're two weeks late on this. You should have been added basically as soon as Colin Sexton went down again the 15th of February. Before That's before the All-Star break. We're not even talking two weeks. Three weeks. He should have been added then. I don't know why everyone is... I know he put up a great game yesterday, but adding him now is insane. I'll say that the Jazz play Monday, right? So that's fine. You get him for Monday. And then they don't play until Saturday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days off. And Horton Tucker is not good enough to hold through four days of zeros. He's not. And by Saturday, Sexton might return. And I'm pretty sure when we get to Saturday next week against the Celtics, that I'll be saying, yeah, stream Horton Tucker in. Even if Sexton's back, he's going to have a decent workload. But adding him now is the definition of chasing. You're not getting the previous game's action from him. You're not. You're getting one game in the next six nights. That's useless. New Orleans Pelicans. You're not even streaming in for today. I don't know what the point of that was. New Orleans Pelicans, Jackson Hayes, who played 32 minutes last game. I don't really expect those minutes, but Valentinus has played a combined 23 minutes the last two games. And with Larry Nance, or Larry Nance was out, Hayes took the backup role. But out of nowhere, Larry Nance is questionable for Sunday's game. So I don't really know where Hayes fits from here. So streaming him in for Sunday is definitely an okay choice. They have a three-game week next week. And there's, you know, Nance is back or close to back. So Hayes is not going to be that long-term guy. Another one of the most added guys is Austin Reeves. I actually do really like this one. Not only does he play Sunday, but there's a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. That, for those of you who can count, is a three-game in four-night stretch. That's really strong to me. No LeBron during this time. Maybe no Davis in one of those games. I feel good about saying Reeves will have a clunker in those three. One of those will be bad. But he's a really strong ad. It's, you know, we can look at this by adding a Quentin Grimes or adding a Horton Tucker, again, which makes no sense, or adding a Jackson Hayes. It's fine look, to try and get something short-term, but Reeves covers everything. It's a great short-term ad, plus it gives you a strong boost into the start of next week. I like that one. And then Isaac Okoro. Man, we're getting real desperate here. If Isaac Okoro is one of the most added players, yes, he played 34 minutes last game and was pretty good. Yes, Darius Garland was out that game, but Garland's back. Jarrett Allen is out, and they're not starting him. They're starting Lamar. Well, they're not. They're sorry, they're start, they are starting a quote, but starting Lamar Stevens in place of Allen. I, there's got to be better players out there than Isaac Okoro. So all in all, looking at this most added players, there's some a lot of desperation moves here, and some that don't make a ton of foresight, which I get, which is totally okay. Like if you need something desperately now, that's okay. But you know, we've got to also we've got to marry up. Um, 
in yeah, short term, one day value versus two day value, four day value, seven day value, not three week value, but looking at that short term um, production. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks Daily Fantasy. It's what it is. Price Picks is Daily Fantasy, but it's not the one that you've heard before. It's not the one that you might have been discouraged playing. This is so easy. It is daily player projections. That's it. So you might see Taylor Horton Tucker. 20 and a half points. I'm making those numbers up, but that might be his line for tomorrow. You say, well, I think he was going to score less than that. He's going to have an off shooting night. So you put that in. And then you put Larry Market and rebounds, six and a half. You go, ah, what the hell? That's very low. Let's go more. And you get two to six of those, put them into an individual lineup. You can have to 25 times your entry feedback. It's so simple. You can do it in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 states. You can do it in most of Canada and most uh, most Canadian territories and provinces and lots of sports. You can do it for the NBA, obviously. Well, you could do it for the NFL if that season was going, but if you do it, you do it for the Dolphins because we just traded for Jalen Ramsey and we're going to win the Super Bowl. So that's all good. You could do it for the NHL. You could do it for Major League Baseball, college basketball, with both men's and women's tournaments coming up. PGA Golf, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, and of course, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. People... um seem to think I'm taking the piss and shitting on disc golf when I talk about it being the goat on this. I'm not at all. I don't shit. I've never played it. I'd be interested to play it. I'm not shitting on it at all. Just that when I first saw that ad read and saw disc golf on, I went, disc golf? What? Why are we playing daily fantasy on disc golf? And then people tell me, man, it's sick. There's actually a professional league. That's great. I'm definitely not shitting on it. But I am waiting until Prize Picks puts up pickleball as a sport option. It's coming. It is coming. I am certain the pickleball is coming on this. On I'm not, I don't want to speak for a... Uh, for old mate price picks here, but I'm pretty sure pickleball is going to come at some point. Let's look at the most dropped players in fantasy over the last 24 to 48 hours. Number one is Devontae Graham. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So people added Trey Jones and then they dropped Devontae Graham and uh, Trey Jones is out. And I think Devontae is going to have a pretty good game. I get it. Devontae was a DMP CD, so it's definitely the right move. So you can't. Like, it's very hard to, to know what to do with this situation. I would have dropped Devontae Graham because on a healthy team, the role isn't there. But this team is going to be so wildly up and down, wildly up and down that some games they'll be healthy, Devontae won't play, and then two random players will be out and you'll play 25 minutes. And then you'll do that for two games and it'll be a DMP. So why we can say, well, someone's always going to be hurt. Yeah, but Graham might be one of those people and then there'll be the games where he doesn't play. So his four-game weeks become a three-game week and his three-game weeks become a two-game week and he plays 29 or he plays 18 minutes. So... In hindsight, it's like, well, we know someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, but he might be one of those gone hurt. He might be one of those guys, and he's going to get random DMPs. So, yes, it's right to drop him. It's also a great stream option if you've got a chance to do it today. Old James Wiseman Sr., Marvin Bagley III, is injured. Stop me if you've heard that before. This bloke, if you, I, do, I honestly do feel sorry for a lot of the pressure that he's been under and all the negativity, a lot of it coming from me, about his lack of form and the fact that he was a yeah, one of the, the worst number two overall pick ever. And he can't stay healthy. He can't control being healthy. He can't control where he was picked. But he he can't. He's just, his body just can't stack up. He's hurt his ankle again. What this means though is we are heavily, heavily into Jim Wiseman. We are heavily into the passport legend Jalen Duran. And honestly, we're heavily into Isaiah Livers. And those of you in deep leagues, there's a bloke by the name of Eugene Amarui that you're going to need to pay attention to. But Bagley's out. We go ahead and drop him. In fact, let's get Jack out. Get that garbage out of here! 
Matisse Thibault, one of the most dropped players. Very interesting what's happened to Thibault here, 20 and 19 minutes. It's like all of the stuff that happened in Philadelphia was real. And the form that he had in the first 10 games for Portland was completely... I was going to make up a word, and I'll do it. Mirageous. Meaning, as of a mirage. Shout out to Webster's. Um, But Thibault still can get you steals. I don't think I would have been so quick to drop him, especially with a game on Sunday. And if he gets hot, he'll play 30 minutes. But it's not going to happen every time. But again, if you have Thibault, it's all about expectations. What were you expecting? You have him for steals. Without position blocks. Nothing else. And he's sort of still doing it. Not quite to the level you need him to. Malik Beasley. Yeah, on the surface, totally fine. Totally a drop, no problem. Again, he plays Sunday. Likely would have held on to that one. But minutes are down. He's he's ice cold. He can get red hot. We know who he is. That is totally okay. Dropping Chris Dunn, 100% on board with it. A lot of people drop Chris Dunn. Because, a couple of things. A, his second 10 days are going to expire. B, they play two games next week, Monday and Saturday. Now, he's going to be an interesting stream on Monday, even if Jordan Clarkson plays. But after that, he's a clear drop. But if you need to open up a spot, man, do I really need to hold on to, to Chris Dunn for one game? No, you don't. So, yeah, totally okay. Mo Wagner, yeah, really easy drop for Flaming Mo. The Cockroach Mason Plumley. let me ask you why on earth it took this long to drop him. He should have been dropped literally trade deadline. That was February 9th. Why was he... I know there was some time where Zubats was out and he was re-added. Yes, Obi, we're all very mad at the season that Plumley's had. It's been so disappointing for a lot of reasons. Um, but why are we only just dropping Plumley now? He's come off the bench the last three games, 21, 16, and 21 minutes. That's from last week. I, this makes no sense. I thank you for re reacting and realizing you need to drop him, but Jesus Christ, that is slow, man. Um, and then this guy. Oh, hi, Mark. His replacement in Charlotte. Thank you for the stash. Thank you for the value. But it's just a perfect confluence. Confluence? I'm pretty sure confluence is the right word there. I probably should look that up before I start throwing out words to make myself feel smart. I hate when you say something, you go, is that actually a real word? Yeah, I think it is. Or is that is that a word that, um, a situation where two things join or come together. Yeah, it is a confluence. A confluence of events where the Hornets have a bad schedule coming up week 21 and Williams is injured to end week 20. So he hurt his thumb. I don't know if he's going to play next week, but he was already on the borderline with only two games. The thumb, before the thumb is only two games, is he worth a hold? Don't know. But now there's a chance he only plays one, a very, very easy drop. For as good as he has been and People will say, well, this is why I didn't add him, Josh, because bad playoff schedule. That's that's ridiculous to me because you got four weeks of top 100 production out of him, top 60 production out of him. And there's not one fantasy team out there that's like, you know what, guys? I just don't need any top 100 players. I don't need them. I'm too good, mate. I just don't need anyone who's going to pop off at top 50 numbers. Just keep them, mate. What, what's, because in four weeks' time, I'll probably cut them anyway. All right, cool. Cut them. But now the confluence of events... Like, we would have held him through Tuesday at least if he didn't hurt his thumb and then maybe made that decision to drop. But the injured thumb makes him a pretty easy, move-onable player. Let's look at droppable players. These are just guys, again, where it's... I'm going to have two sections. There's the droppable players and there's the expendable players. The droppable section is more for rotisserie formats um, with a bit of head-to-head -head in there. It's just guys that I just don't think that... When you're looking to maximize roster moves... 
or maximize value for the rest of the season, these guys just probably don't need to be on rosters. Russell Westbrook. Um, not only is there a bad schedule, price of brick going up, but he's a bad player, and they're cutting his minutes down. Yes, they're still starting him, but 23 minutes each of the last two games. 23 minutes each of the last two games, bad schedule. He's not a recipe for success. Not a big volume of games coming up. He's not a guy that needs to be held on to. Keegan Murray, again, this is not a situation. Murray can be really strong, but when you're getting benched for Kessler Edwards, and we have seen this multiple times with Murray this season, if he has a game where it's not quite right, he will just get benched. And that is why he is not a top 150 player this season. He has strong moments. Now, I probably, I would, out of all of these players on this list, I would probably hold Keegan the most. But it's not an absolute must. We've got Sadiq Bey on here who looked like he was getting the 30 minutes ahead of John Collins, and that's reverted. So Bay now reverts back to being waiver wire fodder. And then there's Mason Plumley. There's absolutely no justification with a shit schedule and being Mason Plumley that you need to hold on to him. The next four are more points league related and they're more, again, forward thinking. You've got to buy in a points league. Like, do these guys need to be held on to? Probably not. Anyeka Okongwu, minutes up and down. Not a good points league player. Equals do not need to hold in 12 teams. De'Anthony Melton, minutes up and down. Roll uncertain. Not a good points league player. Do not need to hold him. Monte Morris, back starting, but definitely not a good points league player. And the last one is the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, who, again... Value comes in category leagues and not points leagues. So I highlight those names because they're guys that we talk about a lot, less so Morris, but a Kongwu, Melton, Brown. I say, hey, they're good 12-team holds. In points leagues, they're not. They're just not worth it. And they are rostered in a ton of leagues still. And I've got to think that not all of those are category leagues. So yes, schedule is important. Working out where the schedule goes is important. But overall, they're guys that are just probably being held on to in too many formats. Today's episode is also brought to you by the legends over at Built Bar because it's March Madness and Built Bar is getting in on the fun. The Built March Madness bracket is here. And we know that you have a favorite bar. And if you don't, what are you doing? Go get some at Walmart and try them. If you've got a favorite bar or puff, now's the time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm going to vote cookies and cream every single time. You vote for whatever your favorite is, but also vote for cookies and cream. Because when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Well, there you go. And not only that, one locked-on legend will receive a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. That is absolutely one of the GOAT prizes of all time. You've got to try Built, the best tasting protein bar ever, because they are amazing. You're going to eat them and go, how, can, how is this possibly good for me? But it is. It is good for you. So... When you look at Built Bar, you can see the low pro, the, the high protein, but the low calories, the low sugar. You know, how do they do it? How's the taste there? Well, it's 100% real chocolate. That's how they get the taste there. Low in sugar and that 100% real chocolate, that's how it gets done. So go to builtmarchmadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box way there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at expendables. What does this mean? Again, it's somewhat of a nebulous term, but it means that they're guys that you might have rostered where I go, I don't actually think you need to because we're looking at the next, or well, the start of this week, the start of week 21, the start of the first four days, Monday through Thursday, and these are all guys that just don't play enough to matter. Benedict Matherin and Andrew Wiggins are not really schedule-based. They are, well, Matherin's not good enough anyway, 
and he's injured. And I don't know when he's going to play. I don't know when he's going to play. So he's not a hold. Don't hold him. All, always, if you've got open IL, whatever I say there doesn't matter. Just stash him in there. Just stash him in there. And I'd like to know if there's any person watching this show or listening to this show that has IL and their Yahoo League and not IL Plus and goes, yeah, I think I'd like IL more. How? Anyway, Matherin is totally expendable. Andrew Wiggins, I hope everything is right with him. It seems relatively serious because Steve Kerr's like, oh, we hope we get him back this season. Okay, what? I don't know what's going on, but that's bad news. And Andrew Wiggins is not good enough as a fantasy player who's going to have to come back and was already actually not playing very well anyway, but he's going to have to come back, get reconditioned whenever he joins the team. There is no justification outside of being able to hold in an injured slot. There's no justification for rostering Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately for him. Colin Sexton, don't know when he's coming back. Probably by next Saturday. But what are we holding for? Again, it's an injured slot. And is he good enough after three hamstring injuries that they're going to just pump 33 minutes into him? I doubt it. He's not worth holding. Dennis Smith Jr. Now, Dennis Smith is probably going to get big minutes on Sunday because Kelly Oubre is out. He's probably going to start and put up big numbers. And he'll probably get another opportunity to do it on Tuesday. But that's his only game until we head to the end of the week. It is worth holding through Tuesday, but after that, totally expendable. A couple of Knicks, Rowan Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. And yes, Jalen Brunson might not play. We hold these guys for Sunday because Brunson is out and they play. And they play again Tuesday. So it's not a bad hold to hold Barrett and Quickly through to Tuesday. But after that, they go. Because they don't play Wednesday, they don't play Thursday, they don't play Friday, and then they've got one more game the rest of the week. So we end up with one game in five nights to end the week. So again, we're just giving advance notice. Barrett and Quickly's value is way up on Sunday. It might be way up on Tuesday, and then it's in the absolute toilet after that. Jaden Ivey. Josh, he's just been figuring it out. He's playing well. Yes, I 100% agree he was playing well, but he's in the COVID protocols. I don't know when he's returning. They've got a great schedule. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. What if he plays once? What if he plays Thursday? Now, I, I don't I don't know that he's out, but he went into the COVID protocols on Friday. So for me to think that he's back by Tuesday, I think is wishful thinking. Maybe he's back Thursday. That gives him two more games this week. And he's a guy that so far this season has been nowhere near a top 150 player. Yes, he's pushing up and playing really well at the moment or playing better at the moment, but there's still a chance of a, a 10, 4, and 2 stinker on 30% shooting. So again, IL slots, no worries holding there, but this three-game four-night boost that we would have hoped Ivy's going to get is just not going to get it most likely. So you're waiting maybe to see if he plays Thursday. I'm not sure that's worth it. And the last one there on that list is Johnny Collins. Minutes have pushed back up for sure. 29, 28, 30, the last two games. So I don't really understand it. Like 23, 16, 20, okay, drop him. And then Quinson goes, nah, change our mind. 29, 28, 30. So that's encouraging. But they play Monday and then they don't play till Friday. Is John Collins getting eight and eight on Monday actually worth holding when I can get Isaiah Livers three games in four nights between Monday and Thursday? Think about that. John Collins versus Isaiah Livers. John Collins versus Isaiah Livers. It's very obvious who you would pick. It's John Collins, yeah, but three times the amount of games. It's it's in this situation, it's why schedule is important and understand that. It's clearly livers. And dropping a John Collins doesn't actually impact you much that much moving forward. Yeah, 
It might be okay, nice to have him for the Friday, Sunday, two and three nights. That's fine. But there'll be other guys that pop up at that point. Let's look at the top 100 players over the last week. A lot of names here that don't mean anything. Sorry to say. Paddy Mills means nothing. Taylor Horton Tucker we just discussed. John Kaminga's been in the top 100, but he's injured. If he is back, he's worth a stream. Terrence Ross, that's an interesting one. He's getting more shots with KD out. He's getting good 20 minutes a night. That's, that's a little bit interesting because the Phoenix Suns, they do have a really strong schedule to start the week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And if Terrence Ross is going to play 23 minutes a night, three games in four nights, 69 minutes across four nights. Giggity. One waiver ad, 69 minutes, four nights. It's really hard to top that. I mean, you can because you can find Josh Koga who'll play 90 plus minutes across those three nights. But Terrence Ross is already top 100 over the last week and has a good schedule to boot. I like it. Jingle and Joe Ingles. I, out of nowhere, Ingles played 30 plus minutes in the overtime game against the Warriors. His minutes have been trending up 26, 27, 26, 29. He is playing significantly more than Jay Crowder. It is helpful that Giannis is out. That's the big one there. But Ingles is playing a sizable role and I'm interested by it. I'm interested by what that means for him moving forward. Is he worth an ad? Well, they also play three games in four nights. So it's, is it must? I don't know about must, but it's definitely something to grab Joe Ingles there across that three game in four night stretch when he's already been top 100 the last week. It's something. Royce O'Neal, we spoke about already. Good ad for today. He's getting those bench minutes. I don't mind that one. Nick Richards, top 100. Spoke about him at length. And Pat Beverly, fueled by largely by yesterday's game, but at least the minutes are there for him. The problem is they don't play Monday, Tuesday. They do play Friday and Saturday. So that's a good back-to-back. I don't... And, they, and when that Wednesday, Friday, Saturday is a three-game, four-night stretch for the Bulls. I don't know that I'd want to hold Beverly for two zeros on Monday, Tuesday. I'd look to, I'd look to add him Wednesday. But even then, I'll probably be disappointed. But the three-game, four-night volume works. So I told you who might be expendable based on short-term schedule, who might be addable based on that. The start of the week, Monday through Thursday. I do actually, amazingly, think James Wiseman is actually in a pretty good spot. I mean, it's not that amazing, but there's no Isaiah Stewart and there's no Marvin Bagley. So Marvin Bagley the fourth, James Wiseman, and Jalen Duran, they're going to have to play together. It's going to be gross, but he's going to get an opportunity here. Killian Hayes, same thing. Yes, he will have nights where the field goal percentage is bad. His last game was really strong, and I am expecting Ivy out at least two of these games. So he should get big minutes. Really like this opportunity for Hayes. And go same with Isaiah Livers. I don't know that Boyan Bogdanovich is going to miss or going to play. I don't know. This team won't tell me. But I expect that Bogdanovich does not play three games in four nights. I expect Alec Burks does not play three games in four nights. And I expect Jaden Ivey doesn't play three games in four nights. And actually, I'd be shocked if Jalen Duran plays three games in four nights. I think Livers... Uh, Livers might not because he's been a little bit banged up, but he's still worth an ad. Josh Okogi, I just spoke about three games in four nights as well. No KD, 30-plus minutes, great ad. Grayson Allen and the Bucks, three games in four nights. You can throw Joe Ingles on that list too. Malik Monk and Trey Lyles for the Kings, three games in four nights to start the week. Trey Lyles is getting like 22 minutes a night, playing a little bit next to old mate Sabonis, and he's playing really well. He's actually worth a sneaky stream. And Tory Craig, it's iffy for Craig because he's not very good, but the volume might get him over the line. He started last game, played 28 minutes, like eight to say 83, 84 minutes across three games. It's not bad. 
And then we look at a few other names here. We go to Indiana because Tyrese Halliburton, Timothy John McConnell, and Miles Turner, as well as Benedict Matherin, have already re- been ruled out of Monday's game. Now, they don't have the best schedule because they, they play Monday, then Thursday. But we saw last game both Jalen Smith and, I, and Isaiah Jackson play over 25 minutes, and both of them put up good lines. And Turner's out. Stream both of them in for Monday at least. Chris Duarte is also in the mix. Now, Duarte was bad against the Pistons, but he plays 33 minutes next time against the Pistons. Sorry, he played 33 minutes on Saturday against the Pistons, so he's probably going to get good minutes again on Monday. I really like those guys as short-term ads to watch. Jalen Duran should be added. Spoke about him a lot. Najee Marshall. Um, hopefully, you're able to get some value across him uh, for the back-to-back on the weekend. They play again on Tuesday and then not until Friday. So it's a little bit annoying, that schedule. But Brandon Ingram is dealing with the ankle sprain and Marshall is likely going to start and play 30-plus minutes. So you could throw Josh Richardson in there as well, but Marshall might be the better option. How about um, Kyle Lowry? Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. He, he returned. He played 34 minutes coming off the bench. I think he is going to remain off the bench, and I don't think 34 minutes is a realistic minute total for him, but he's back. They play Monday, Wednesday. So I, I don't mind the grab of Lowry there. I, in a 10-teamer, I wouldn't bother with that. In a 12-teamer, yeah, I, th- I think that he's worth looking at. In Orlando, this guy was great last game, and I'm really enjoying what Jalen Suggs is doing the last couple of games. The minutes are still iffy. 35, 26, 30, 25. They play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So four games in six nights to end the week. Should get pretty strong minutes. He's going to hurt percentages. There'll be a four-point game in there. But over four games, he might get eight steals. He might get four blocks. He might get 20 assists. He's probably a pretty strong ad for the week. So he's a name to watch. And then one that was a huge performer yesterday is David Roddy Piper, who out of nowhere played 23 minutes and put up big, big numbers. Now, I don't know what to make of that because the game before he played seven, the game before that he played 10 and their availabilities were exactly the same. Nothing changed. But Roddy got super hot and they gave him more minutes. He's at least a name to watch in deeper leagues with a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday schedule. So four games in six nights to start the week for the Grizzlies. This is not a 12-team name, but with how well he played on Saturday... The fact that they played him over Conchar and over Zaire Williams. Conchar, I think it might go back and forth, but over Zaire at least makes him someone in deeper leagues to pay attention to. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.